This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz.
It is now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Hey everyone, welcome back to Connecting Cultures Features, a show by, for, and about the multicultural people of Dunedin. Today, we have a good friend of mine, Jun Cheng Liu, a postdoc student at the University of Otago from China. Um, and we'll be talking about um, language learning, all the things he's passionate about, and um, some exciting things about culture and understanding about culture. Kia ora, Jun Cheng. <laughs> Thank you for being here again. Um, I do want to mention um, that the first time we met was True For Our People. It's a um, vaccination stories podcast um, where multi-ethnic people talk about why they're vaccinated. And you were one of the first um, episodes and it was really great. Yeah, I, I was re- uh, was my pleasure to, pleasure to do that. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes like I get so happy meeting new people as well because um, uh, my friend Wei Hong introduced me to you, and you know, just making connections and finding out that you know we have a mutual friend as well. Like I know Alice from Korean class, yeah. and you're good friends yeah, with her. Right. Mm. Yeah, and we're both interested in like money culture thing, yeah. so there's uh, a really good connection. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so before we go on to the show, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, okay. So my name is uh, Jun Cheng Liu. I'm currently working as a postdoc at the University of Otago. So I came to New Zealand in 2019 uh, from China. Uh, I got my PhD from China. Uh, I spent all of the years there. Um, and I've been pretty enjoying the life in New Zealand. Uh, and I'm getting a lectureship from the next semester, Woo! which is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for the introduction and congratulations as well. Um, it's so thank cool, you. you know, like you studied all your life and now you're becoming a lecturer. Yeah. It's a really good step. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I kind of Googled you before we did the show, like you have done a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the things that you're doing, I have no idea what it is because I'm not, you know, tech savvy. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're doing computer science, right? Yeah, I'm uh, specifically I'm doing robotic and artificial intelligence related stuff. So I'm involved into a project where we are supposed to do a uh, robotics platform. So, for example, we are building some of the robotics to pick uh, uh, kiwi fruit or pick rubbish from the ground. So just to you know facilitate some of the uh, uh, like the agriculture applications. Uh, and and some like artificial intelligence related applications like how to navigate um, the robot, how to uh, drive it uh, without like super uh, human supervision. So this kind of stuff. And that's very useful as well um, for New Zealand, you know, because you mentioned kiwi yeah. fruit, yeah. Because we yeah. um, there's a lot of agriculture um, yeah. here. Mm. I think that's why it's uh, funded by the government. Ah, because yeah. I know it's a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, how long yeah. have you been doing that research? Since I came. Ah. Since twenty nineteen, so it has been three years. So my contract for the postdoc is uh, three years. So it's just for the project. Uh, sometimes I still can't believe two thousand nineteen was three years ago. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And my postdoc is all about COVID. <laughs> exactly. Your your postdoc yeah. was during COVID because you came here 2019 and then COVID. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How was that? Like, because like, I assume you, like with your computer science background, it's um, not something that you um, that you can do from home, but I'm sure there are lab equipments that you need to have. Yeah. Um, well, for computer science, I, I think it's easier for compared to other like science. Uh, you do like biology, chemistry, you have to have a lab to do your experiments. But in um, computer science, you can basically do anything uh, remotely. So I can code at home. I can get access to the server uh, in our department. But the thing is, uh, yeah, we, we got a little robot uh, in my lab. Uh, it was like this big. Mm. So I just wander around uh, in the lab. <laughs> but I, I can't really take it home because it's really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just doing things in, in one of the simulators. So things is going pretty well. Mm, that's great and it's like three years later like you're towards the end of your postdoc um, yeah it's exciting yeah yeah um i'm just curious like why are you passionate about computer science is this something you've always wanted to do growing up yeah actually i didn't really choose my major when i went to law to college mm. so if you know it um in china we have a gaokao which means the uh college entrance examination so everybody is supposed to take that and the mark the score you got in that exam is is, is the way to get into the university so it so it depends you which university you're going to depends on your score so the high score you got the high score you know, the better university you can get enrolled uh, and I didn't really get my ideal score at that exam. So I didn't really choose my major. Uh, but I did get enrolled in a, in a good university. So this major, like uh, software engineering, was actually chosen by the university. And I finally find it's very, I'm interested in it. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, it's a coincidence. Uh, it's good that you were interested in it because I imagine there will be people who were not. Yeah, mm. yeah. There are a lot of people like they're not their major is not chosen by themselves, and they just choose to change the major when they get into the university, or they just you know uh, do another uh, like post like postgraduate in like a master or something in another discipline to just you know do something else. But I think that's not true for me. So I'm always interested in this. So I just did a PhD after graduating. Mm. And that's good as well that you're willing to study and you're willing to go more into it. Yeah. Because uh, some people yeah. are just like done. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially computer science is hard. Yeah. Like, um, for me, I, I'm seeing this as if it's a different world. Like, the, the things you say, it's like, wow, what is this? Because I did psychology and the things I do is like social. Um, so it's very different. Mm, but I really respect yeah. people who do um, things like futuristic um, courses, you know? Mm. 
It's really I cool. Hope I hope I did something futuristic. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> um, um, and I like that you mentioned that you know in China that's the way to get into university. Um, and like the university, your grades choose the course for you. That says a lot yeah. about Asian culture. <laughs> Because it's quite, yeah. huh, it's quite similar to、um, Malaysia as well. I didn't go through the Malaysian education system at university because I went straight to New Zealand.、Um, but a lot of my friends, they had to apply like they had to choose like ten universities that they want with the courses they want, and you get、yeah. like randomly one of those ten, you know. Randomly, <laughs> yeah.、Um, some people got their sixth choice. Some people got their first choice. Good on them, you know.、Um, but、oh. for those of them who got their sixth choice, you know, that's kind of sad.、Um, but there's also options to go、um, into private universities, which is a lot more expensive, right?、Hmm. Right, right. Yeah,、um, it's so different than to compare like the way university works here, because、um, here you apply for a university and you wait for them to. Um, want you? <laughs>、mm. Yeah, actually, I talk a lot about the university and education with、uh, my Kiwi friends. I noticed that,、uh, well, New Zealand is a little bit special because、uh, you only get eight universities here,、yes. uh, and you have a small population, so there's no problem. You know, get everybody enrolled. Like,、uh, and there's no like a, a clear comparison and ranking for each university. Yeah, for for example, like、uh, Auckland University and Otago University, Canterbury University, they are really comparable.、Uh, in in a ranking, like a international ranking, there's no clear distinguished、uh, like distinction between them. But in China, you got a whole bunch of universities which ranks ranks、uh, you know like a before like top twenty university in the world to like five hundred one thousand universities. So you don't really get involved. Uh, to the to the bottom university, you like to to be involved into the top. Exactly. So I I think that's why there's a big difference between the two systems. I think that's the fundamental reason. Ah,、uh, and also like um the universities they want to be in the higher rank, right? So they want to choose、yeah. the best students. The best students. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So okay, we can say that Asia is quite competitive in that sense.、Uh, That's true. Very competitive. True.、Um, yeah. Yeah. So so I I remember we so I have talked about this a lot. We have rank rankings every time we have examinations from like middle school.、Mm. So you you have the midterm and you have the final examinations for each third semester, and after each examination you have a ranking. You have your score sheet where you can see all your classmates' scores、mm. and yours. You can even have a ranking like your number two, number three, number fifteen.、Yeah. <laughs> I grew up so, with that as well. Yeah,、oh. yeah. So my my friend told me that it's important in New Zealand. Like you only know your own like scores. Yeah. Uh, it's so good for your mental health as well. Do not compare yourself. <laughs> like sometimes, like I just can't believe I went through that system where I、uh, rank myself between my friends, and I know who's like the lesser smart friend. You know, like why、yeah. would I need to know that they're smart in so many other ways? Like I had this friend.、Um, she was always the bottom in the class, but she was so good at drawing. Like and now,、yeah. and now she's in、uh, fashion design. 
You know, it's like, oh. like so many, like just because they don't fit in with the um, normal studies, how people rank themselves doesn't mean they're not like smart. Oh, that still makes me mad every day. <laughs> yeah, because people got talented in many different fields. Not yeah. really study. Maybe some some are interested in music. Like one of my classmates, I remember in middle school, he he was really talented in music, in composing, but he just couldn't do well in academic mm. work. So it's a pity. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah, and I hope that friend is you know pursuing music. You know, that's something that yeah. I hope you know the future is good enough that they went to pursue whatever they want to yeah. do and not like what society expects them to because uh, it's yeah. so sad when you know they don't get to do what they want uh, <laughs> yeah yeah mm, i would say that we are in privileged privilege positions you know for you to want to like what you got and for me to be able to choose what i want yeah 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 i agree with that so i, I think um the reason is uh i'm lucky to 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 do what i want to do and to survive from the the system because i i'm very good at studying <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, I just i can just say i'm lucky mm, yeah well that was a really good chat about studies <laughs> um yeah. and we did talk a bit about like culture and i do want um for us to talk more about culture and um so you're from china uh which part of china yeah. So I originally from east, uh, south, northeastern part of China. So it's very close to Korea and Japan. Mm. Yeah. And what's the city? Uh, it's Dalian. Ah. Uh, it's like the bottom of uh, Liaoning province. So I'll just get you a map. Maybe you have a <laughs> understanding of what I'm saying. Yeah. I've been to a few uh, cities in China. I've been to Guangzhou. I've been to Shenzhen. Um, hmm. I think that's... Yeah, and Beijing. Yeah, I've been to Beijing. <laughs> so this is Japan. This is Korea. So I'm wow. right here. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Dalian. Yeah. yeah. And it's close yeah. to Beijing. Yeah, it's mm. very close. Um, so how was it like growing up there? Uh, it was pretty nice city, um, and it's a harbor. You can see it's a seaside yeah. city, so uh, the temperature is great. Uh, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Mm. Um, and the people was nice. People there are really nice. Mm. Um, they are. I think we have a a sense of like a northern part culture. So if you know that China has the southern and northern parts, mm. and people from north are really, uh, they kind of have personality of being straightforward, mm. uh, of being really generous. So I think uh, I grew up in such a atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, that's really great. You know, when you um, when you know you realize that there are like differences even within the country. Yeah, because mm. China's huge, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just can't believe how huge it is. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, 
because Dalian is close to Korea and Japan, are there any like cultural influences there? Yeah, we have many Japanese people living in Dalian, and we have many like we have many Japanese companies in Dalian too, because huh? we have a region in Dalian where uh, actually you have like Nikon, Canon, this kind of famous Japanese company brands uh, having having factories there. And we, 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 we also have a street called the Japanese street. So we have all the kind of stores, food stores, uh, street, street food stores. And the street was decorated exactly as in Tokyo or somewhere in Japan. That's so cool. So, yeah, and we have so many like sushi stores in, in Dalian, which is, uh, I, I think it's run by Japanese people. Mm, yeah. That's so good because there will be Japanese people who miss home and want to eat sushi, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's very you know, accommodating. Even the, yeah, even the train station of Dalian is built by Japanese people mm. during like, uh, I don't know, 1950s or something. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, like, so that means like Dalian is actually multicultural, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and, there are some, and there are some Russian cultures because we got many Russian buildings all around the city. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Russia is also it's... connected to China. Sometimes I just forget like how countries have like borders that's like so close to each other <laughs> and like um, there will yeah. be, um, you know, Russians in China and Chin- Chinese people in Russia and there's so many cultural influences like that. It's amazing to think about. Yeah. If you see the location of Dalian, you see it's just like a, uh, middle point of uh, North, Northern Asia, Northeastern Asia, mm. and you can see there's a mixed mixed culture of Russia and Japan and Korean Chinese. That's amazing. That's like a hot pot of cultures just in one city. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I miss China. Like, um, like one of my favorite places that I've traveled to is China, and um, maybe Dalian is a place that I should go to the next time I go you there. You should definitely go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I know that you're very passionate about culture. Did that happen yeah. growing up, or did that happen when you came here to New Zealand? Uh, that happens when I was uh, very young. But I think I, I was just very curious about, you know, like foreign cultures when I was in China, uh, like when I was little, because I didn't really have a chance to, to uh, like feel the, uh, like especially the Western cultures, like European cultures or uh, somewhere else, because um, uh, we don't really have so many Westerns living in China. So when I was, especially when I was little, uh, I barely see a foreigner on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, as I grew up, I become very curious about uh, uh, different cultures, especially the ones that are very, very different from mine. Yeah. So as you can see, like Korean culture and Japanese culture uh, and Chinese culture, they, are, they share many things in common. Mm-hmm. And I grew up watching the Japanese anime yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, we are we are very familiar with that but for like western cultures i was not so familiar so all the things i learned was from english class english lessons mm. so 
I re- I still remember when I first learned the article about fish and chips. I really want to taste that. <laughs> wow! And you came to New Zealand. <laughs> I actually I I went to Brayton uh, to study for one year in in 2017. Oh, to, sorry, where? 2018 to Brayton. Oh wow! The UK. Ah, yeah, and that's ha- one year. One year. Well, that yeah. that was probably like the first time you experienced a Western culture. Uh, not really. So, but that was the first time I really lived in a foreign country. But before that, I traveled in uh, some of the Europe European countries like France, uh, like uh, like Japan. But they are just traveling like several mm. days. But that was when I really lived. When I place myself in a foreign country, yeah. I live as the local people do. Yeah. yeah. How is that? How is how is it like living in Britain? I finally tasted fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing you wanted to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And what else were you curious about? Like, if you can remember growing up? Uh I think it's just uh, I think I'm a I'm more of a foodie, so I'm really mm. into like different food tasting. So I still can remember when I saw a movie. If you have heard that, it's called it's a uh, movie from Disney or Pixar. So I I couldn't remember. It's called a uh, Ratatouille. So it's a mouse who can cook. Do you remember that? Oh, Ratatouille, yeah, <laughs> Ratatouille, yeah, Italian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. So it was. I was talking about French cuisine, uh-huh. so I was really curious what it is gonna taste like French cuisine. Yeah. So so yeah, so I went to France. I looked for restaurants who can do hara tour. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, apparently it's like a very famous cuisine there. Um, yeah. My brother learned how to do it, and he made it um, in our oven. Um, it's very like vegetable based. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a vegan dish. Yeah. Vegan cuisine. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, that's yeah. that, that's so great to know that you're a foodie, like, um, because food <laughs> is like such a connector to cultures. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Malaysia, and Malaysia is very multicultural as well. We have Chinese mm. and Indians. Um, so like I've tried all those different cultures. Um, but the countries that I'm interested in is like my neighboring countries like indonesia thailand you know oh they're so beautiful so beautiful and like the food there is so good and because i like spicy food that's like what i look for um for in like different countries like i want to try your version of spicy food because like in korea they use red pepper like uh gochujang uh, yeah. In China, they use the chili oil, you know, and it's so different because yeah. in Malaysia, we use um, sambal, which is basically the um, chili, uh, dried chili with like onions, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So because I like spicy food, that's like something I look forward to. <laughs> and in New Zealand, you don't have any spicy food. <laughs> no, that's why. That's why I, I, ha- I always have my own stock of sambal just when I miss home, oh. you know? Yeah. Where did you get them? Um, so basically, there are some that my mom sends me here, like through oh. parcels, um, because the ones that they sell 
at Asian Mart is so different. Like I have never seen like a Malaysian sambal yet. That's like uh, Malaysian approved, you know. Yeah, must be very precious that your mother sent yes. you overseas. Yes, it's very precious. Yeah. Um, um, that was a really good chat, uh, Jun Cheng. Let's have a song break before we talk about um, you know, ref- um, settling in New Zealand and your life after. Yeah living here um can you introduce us one of your songs that you brought yeah maybe the mortal world uh it's called in chinese in mandarin it's a song uh sung by our my favorite singer fei wong uh she's very popular uh she is a continent and mandarin singer she's very famous she's called uh the diva of of asia so this song is really a uh, about a um, a mother telling something about her uh, growing up daughter. So what she's going to see in the world, you will see frustrations, you will see the dark side of the world, but please uh, love the world. I love that. Yeah. I love songs yeah. about like advice and especially like advice from mothers, yeah. advice from grandmas, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a very good song choice. Um, and I yeah. look forward to hearing it. Um, yeah. So we'll be right back after the song break. Is it you? 
And we're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina and you're here with me and Jun Cheng <laughs> for Connecting Cultures Features. Um, so Jun Cheng, we talked a lot about China and understanding about like why you're passionate about um, cultures growing up and um, I agree, food is like one of the most important things. Um, and you had your study abroad in uh, Britain. Yeah. Um, so it seems like, you know, you've always been passionate about cultures. Um, but something I'm really interested in is um, your story of coming to New Zealand, you know. Yeah. Um, was it something that you've been curious about growing up like New Zealand have you heard of New Zealand growing up um not much <laughs> True. so before before I came to New Zealand um all the impression in my mind about New Zealand was really a place very very far away from, from China and the environment there was good and the milk there was good yeah. and kiwi fruit yeah I think that's that was basically uh, all I know about New Zealand. Uh, not much. Mm. And why did you come here for your um, postdoc? Yeah, because it's a really coincidence. Because when I, uh, I when I was getting graduated, I want to get a a postdoc position because that's a way to become uh, like a, a faculty in university. So you have to do a postdoc usually. So I sent email to my supervisors. Uh, uh, of my PhD. So one of the supervisors in Britain, in UK, just forwarded this advertisement from University of Chicago to me and saying that, I think this is a suitable uh, position for you. You can apply for that. So I just uh, I just saw the, descript- the job description. It fits my major. It fits my uh, research interest. Uh, New Zealand is somewhere I don't know about. So that sounds good. So I just applied and they accepted me so I just came yeah yeah <laughs> so you came here through um the course basically like you know that you wanted to study that and you found that opportunity um what was your first impression when you landed to Dunedin uh, I actually first landed in Auckland mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so I transferred there my first impression was actually uh uh, the environment is so good. Uh, like the grass is so green huh. and blue is so sky. Yeah. And I even, I even saw a huge picture of kiwi birds in, in the Auckland airport. It was really interesting because huh. it's a, like a symbol of the country. So I just look up what, what is the bird that we, without wings and mm. <laughs> they say it's a kiwi bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It was, yeah. I, yeah, just just about the environment. I think that my first impression was like I was shocked by how beautiful the country is. Mm. Um, it's so interesting. I read something about how countries, um, you know, promote themselves through um, the, through the airport, like uh, the things they they show at the airport, like you know the kiwi bird statue. That means like the kiwi bird is important to them. Environment is important to them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that must have been like. Your first impression, the kiwi bird. Yeah, yeah, the kiwi <laughs> yeah. bird. Yeah. Um, how about when you came down to Dunedin? Uh, when I came to Dunedin, uh, you know, I lived in Molly Hughes. 
uh, in a B B and V house.、Mm-hmm. And the first time, the first day I came, my my host or landlord just came to the airport and picked me up.、Oh, I think、so nice. that's really yeah, that's really a、uh, a good nice. Nice thing to do, isn't it?、Mm. I, I mean, I was in、uh, a new country. I barely knew anything about the country, the city, the Dunedin, and the host was just so enthusiastic. He also drove me around the city to see、uh, what the city will be like.、Uh, I know I was really surprised. I, I was expecting、uh, like the city center part of Dunedin. And he told me we we are ready there. <laughs> we are ready in the city center. I mean, I mean, there's no tall buildings. There's no people. There's like there's it's nothing like in China. Because in China, if you go to a city, you see a whole bunch of a lot of people. Uh, tall buildings. Yeah. Like the the uh like like concrete jungles. Yeah. But here you can't see anything like that. So I was really surprised by that. Actually, everything is flat as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I can barely see people like、uh, on street.、Uh, so I asked, "Are we are we in the city center?" And he said, "Yes, we are." <laughs> This is it. <laughs>、huh? That is so and, funny. And, yeah, and he just told he said to his wife that. You know, Jeffrey thought Dunedin is a big city <laughs>、uh, because Dunedin is one of the, like the major cities in the country. You know, like we just didn't know like it would be such a big difference to I, Auckland and like anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that Dunedin is big city until I visited Central Otago.、Ah. I visited Cromwell. I visited、yeah. Alexander, or like、uh, like some of the、uh, other cities in Central Otago. Typical. I noticed Dunedin is a like metropolitan place.、Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, that is so interesting. Like when you compare like other other small towns with Dunedin, it's like okay, now I understand why Dunedin yeah, is a no, is a city. Yeah, all <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. Um, because、yeah. you came here two thousand nineteen. Did you get to travel a lot before COVID hit? No, I just came here in October, the end of、oh, October. Wow, you had a few months. And then、months. it was the COVID,、huh. so I barely have any chance to go abroad. So、mm. all I can do is just explore、um, New Zealand. So、mm. uh, during these two years, I visited so many places like Mount Cook,、uh, Tikapol, and Christchurch,、uh, Queenstown, and Tiana,、mm. something like somewhere like that. Yeah.、Mm. Well, that's great. At least you've covered. Um, like the major parts of South South Island. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you hoping to travel to North Island anytime? Yeah, I do hope so. I I really want to visit、uh, Rotorua、mm. and Lake Lake Taupo. Yeah. Yeah. Because、yeah. yeah. there's geothermal there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's、yeah. like different cities have different special things about them. You know, I'm、yeah. I'm really looking forward to actually travel <laughs>、um, around New Zealand yeah. as well.、Mm. Yeah, but I think it's not a good chance to travel now. Yeah,、mm. might as well just wait till the world gets better. <laughs> yeah. yeah.、Mm. Um. Yeah, that's so good. Good to hear. Um. So, um, something I'm also interested to ask you is, 
Um, you're also passionate about language learning, and I knew this yeah. because we we talked about this before. Um, so, are you part of like a language exchange club? Uh, I think so because I put my I I brought my uh, language partners in the language exchange club of OSA. Mm. So yeah, I think so. I think it's really good platform for people to uh, get language exchange. So I went to one of their gatherings in the central library. Um, it was good. Uh, you can find a like a like target like a language partner of your the language that you want to learn, and you have have a chat. There are so many multicultural people going there. You can feel different cultures. You can talk to their cultures. It was amazing. And um, what language were you interested in learning? So currently, I'm just learning English mm. and Kiwi cultures because uh, I'm not very familiar with that. Mm. Uh, and from the beginning of uh, this year, I started to learn a little bit of Japanese. Oh, yeah! So that you can understand the anime that you watch. <laughs> That's why I wanted to learn because yeah. I'm really attracted by that. Uh-uh. That's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. I started learning Korean uh, last year, but um, I stopped going because of COVID. Um, but um, the reason why I studied, I wanted to study Korean is because I listen to K-pop music and I love K-dramas. So I like how I wish I can just watch a K-drama without reading subtitles, you know? It's like a right. dream. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's fair enough. Yeah, like many many girls in China too are really attracted by K drama. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and like K dramas is such a big thing now. Like, um, it's on Netflix. People are starting to acknowledge K dramas with like Squid Game recently being like a top hit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so cool. And are you? Is the group currently like active now? Even though. Um, you know, COVID and stuff. I think so, but I didn't really uh, attend the in-person meeting from uh, from the beginning of this year. Mm. So I'm not quite sure they are have the physical meeting. But I think I I I believe they're still functioning. Hmm. I I like how um like I've seen that group. It's like mm. some pe- people are like, oh, this is my language. If if um if you know like a specific language you want to be buddies with me so that we can exchange you know um have you done that with anyone has anyone came to you wanting to learn um chinese languages yeah actually i've got um well all of my three language partners just came to me and saying i want to learn chinese uh can we language exchange i i I said sure why not yeah Mm. so they are just kiwis who are keen on learning um foreign languages so like Alice she's learning Korean as well and Chinese she has been learning Chinese for five years wow five or six years she has been very fluent now uh, she has very high literacy uh, and some of the uh, and the other two Kiwis language partner that I have they are really at the beginning stage of learning uh, Chinese so yeah they're just kicked to me and saying they want to learn Chinese hmm that is so interesting. Um, and since you've had that, those experiences, what are the reasons why people wanted to learn Chinese language that you know of? Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, 
the reason is they are interested in a foreign culture, which is very different from their own. Mm. So yeah, uh, like the people, like like one of my language partner, he learns Japanese. Uh, his Japanese is actually better than his Chinese. Mm. Uh, he learned Chi- Japanese in high school, so it has been many years. So uh, he learns Japanese, uh, some of the some of Korean, uh, Chinese. So I think people who are into Chinese learning is uh, interested, kind of interested in Asian culture, mm. especially the Eastern Asian culture. Yeah. So yeah. If you see that Japanese and Chinese they are quite similar, and in Japanese they have some kanji, which means the Chinese characters. Mm. So if you know Chinese, you can learn Japanese very fast. That mm. helps a lot in learning Japanese. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think that they're just, they're just people who are interested in like ancient culture or Eastern culture. Mm. And that's interesting because um, some people are genuinely interested in something that's different to their. Yeah everyday culture you know um and they're like this world it's so big there's so many different cultures it's like i wish i wish we'd be able to like learn all of them but you know we're that's impossible but like making friends with people from that culture is like such an easy way to get to know them i think that's the most uh, like easiest way and and I think that's the most effective way to get into that culture because you can learn language and culture from TV show. You can watch it from a, by reading a book. But I feel like, like watching a show on a screen, you are not get into that environment. Yeah. But if you know a local people, it's the it's 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 the real experience. Yeah. Like you're just getting along with the people. Exactly. So I really recommend people who are interested in different cultures and language to actually make friends with those people. Um, I yeah. know that OUSA has like clubs um, designated for those different cultures. Um, you can easily like find them or, you know, you can just ask friends to um, talk to their mutual friends because um, we actually live in a very diverse city. Like Dunedin is so diverse. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just give you an example. When I first attended the uh, the OSA meeting, I met a Bangladesh girl who grew up in China what? and she can speak Chinese very well. I, I mean, if you listen her speaking Chinese, you wouldn't expect it's a foreigner. She grew up in Shanghai, in a small city uh, close to Shanghai, and she can speak Chinese like her native language. I was really shocked. That is so cool. Um, Especially because, you know, she has her own culture being Bangladesh, but she grew up in China and now she's in New Zealand. You know, there's such a mix of culture. Really? Yeah, exactly. She had, I think she had a kind of similar experience as you. She had the uh, high school, middle school in New Zealand, Mm. but she grew up in, in China and she was born in Bangladesh. That is crazy. Yeah. Three three cultures yeah. growing up. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I found someone really cool as well. I did global studies during my final semester. Um, she's a Kiwi, but she grew up all her life in China. Like, oh. so when she's in um, China, she feels like, you know, she's among 
like the Chinese people. But when she came back to New Zealand, even though she is basically New, a New Zealander, she cannot like, um, um, be like uh, connect with them, even though. Like they look the same. Like she looks like a New Zealander, like a Pakeha New Zealander, but she couldn't like connect to the culture because she grew up like the Chinese way. Yeah, that is so interesting. It's like you know reverse culture shock. Um, a lot of people are confused with their own culture, um, and you know just understanding that people are so diverse. Yeah, I think that makes sense because uh, people were just born in some country because they didn't make the decision. They just happened to be born <laughs> in that country. But when they grow up, they do have the, you know, they have the freedom to choose where they feel comfortable to live. Exactly. Yeah. And like... Maybe the- that's- yeah, maybe that's their hometown. Exactly. And the the definition of home is like where they feel at home, not what you think their home is. Um, yeah. Something that I used to think about is like when people ask, like people like, oh, where are you from? You know, but they actually feel at home with New Zealand. So um, just being aware that, you know, you can't just ask people where they're from just because they don't look like a Kiwi. Because yeah. that, that, that's very mean, guys. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, especially for New Zealand, because it's a, it's a migrant country. So it you is. got people from all over the world. Hmm. So they just call it home. You couldn't say they are, they're, they're uh, from some place. They can't just from here. <laughs> yeah, maybe their grandparents migrated to New Zealand and they're actually yeah. like third generation, you know? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Wow, that was a lot of uh, topics on um, language learning. And I'm glad that you brought it up as well because um, I actually miss going to my Korean classes. Um, they still have that uh, at the Dunedin Community House, but because I work from home, it's just not right. easy for me to go there every week. Um, yeah. But I do miss it. Yeah. Um, my son Alice is doing Korean lessons online. She's hiring a uh, Korean tutor online and she's giving she's having classes every week yeah yeah so there's always that option you know if you want to do things off-site um and there's so many classes like actual online classes as well that you can do mm, yeah yeah uh, good idea Jinjang. um so before we end the show i do have one last topic that i want for us to talk about um how do you take care of your well-being because now with COVID and everything, some um, people are still feeling anxious. Even though like restrictions have been lifted, there are people who are still feeling scared about it because cases are still so high. Um, how do you manage like uncertainty and like your well-being in general? Yeah, I think there's because uh, I've been working from home. That's the that, I think that's all I can do at the current stage to. Uh, eliminate the, the possibility of being infected. But I think because um, uh, one of my language partner just tested positive like a couple of weeks ago uh, and we stopped meeting for a couple of weeks. But now uh, he just recovered from COVID and we started, we just resumed meeting each other. Uh, from his experience, I can see that um, he doesn't have really strong symptoms. So I think that, uh, of course, we don't. We all don't want to get infected, but perhaps uh, we shouldn't have a strong spiritual burden, like 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 in our mind, because it will 
give you more damage than the the, the disease itself. So you shouldn't uh, feel like anxious, too anxious, or too pressured, uh, too stressed, to to you know um, for for the disease. You you should have a like open mind. So that's uh, what I always told myself. Uh, I would do everything I can, everything possible, to protect myself from getting infected. But uh, if I do get infected, it's not the end of the world. Mm, and so, it's also not your fault. I think a lot of people yeah. try to find blame when they get COVID. It's like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that, or you know, oh, it's yeah. because I met this person, you know, and he that person gave me COVID. I think yeah. when when it happens, um, there's really nothing you can do but to treat yourself and not um, blame yourself for the past. Yeah, yeah. I think it just take like a ten days rest. So you can just have a good rest, just like the way you treat a flu yeah. or something. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree that some people argue there's like a long uh, COVID symptoms that people might have, but it's uh, it's nothing we can do about it. Mm. Yeah. That's very good advice, Jin Chang. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and thank you so much for being here today for our show. I really appreciate um, you sharing That's your story. Mm. Yeah, I d- enjoy chatting with you. Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.